Welcome back to Cradle of the World, a Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 campaign by Death Watch Productions. Today we return to our heroes all in different spaces. So, the end of last session, uh, Graham was deep beneath the sea in a submersible vehicle of odd construction, attempting to rescue his family, his father, mother, and sister. He had just reached his father. At the end of last session, and Casimir, having uh, felt a powerful urge to travel west of Cradle Village, found a door set into a boulder that led deep beneath the ground to a old, uh, once beautiful temple um, that he's been exploring. He has encountered some some of these. Uh, automatons and goblins that have recently beset the island down there. And at the end of the session, he had found a book hidden in a little uh, altar of sorts in one of the rooms. Uh, Rohan uh, was in the midst of a fight. He had been traveling through the deep woods, trying to track a group of farmers that had been abducted by these uh, human uh, enemies and he had caught up to them and began trying to effect a rescue. Um, and at, back in Cradle, uh, Fenrith was charged with the defense of the village in case these people attacked, which the, uh, the old man with the lantern that's actually a birdcage seems certain that they would. He had asked Nezus to speak with the prisoner, the human prisoner they'd captured and see what information he had gotten out of him. And Zeus had notified him that the prisoner would happily answer his questions. But before Fenrith could ask any, he heard the bell tolling outside and someone was shouting that the village was under attack. So that's the situation where we find our heroes in. And that's the situation we'll return to. First, let's introduce our heroes, starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Casimir, Hero of the Rock, and I'm um, looking forward to this. Let's get going. Hi, <laughs> I'm Travis. I'm playing Graham, Hero of the Sea, and uh, I'm feeling stronger, smarter even. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm playing Rohan, and I am excited to be fighting in my element. <laughs> I'm John, playing Fenrith, Hero of the Flame, and I am excited to be protecting a town. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm glad you're excited because the bell is tolling and um, someone outside is shouting that the village is under attack, Fenrith. Immediately going to shout, I'm not ready for command and run away into the forest. <laughs> not really, though. Just uh, change was, your class. Did we get a map for this area on? What area? Uh, for the town. Do we have a map for the town on the new platform? Yeah, I have maps that we'll use when you are when you need them. Okay, as uh, if I remember correctly, um, I think I was. We were just coming out uh, from the interrogation with uh, Nazus. Yeah, you're right now. When you hear the bell and you hear the shouting, you're inside the village council hall with Nazus right. and the prisoner. Um. 
Is it just one bell going or is it multiple bells? Well, there's just one bell in the village and oh. it's right outside, but that's the one that is used when um, there's any sort of trouble at all. So that's the one that's ringing. It's one that oh, fell right. down in a storm in the early part of the campaign. As I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll just ask, does anybody know where the attack is coming from? I'm going to go outside and ask. He'll ask the prisoner. Because <laughs> nobody inside well, here no, knows. Well, the, no, the people that are outside there. All right, yeah, so you rush outside, and um, you can... And you're like, you can see people pointing and looking off to the uh, northwest. Now, from your vantage point, um, you, you know, because the the council hall is up on sort of a raised little section, you can see um, off in the northwest corner of the village on the outskirts, you can see some movement going on over there. Okay. As I will start to head over that way. Okay. All right. One second here. And let's try. All right. There we go. And then we need a grid here. Okay. All right. So, um, <clears throat> Fenrith, you run outside and you can see people pointing over there and you can hear some shouting coming from the northwest section of the village. Um so, you know, there's some houses out there, and like most of the houses in the village, you know, they have the the house, and generally they'll have a garden next to them, and um, that's the case over here as well. And so you go tearing off in that direction, and uh, so when you arrive, you find yourself um, coming at it from this angle. So let me share this with you. So you should see the map now. And this is the very northwest section of the village that you find yourself in. And what does that say? We won't worry about that. I'm in some sort of error here. Let me see what this is about. Okay. Let me get rid of this. And then you can see a couple of goblins. Um, and you can see some elves running in your direction trying to get away. A couple of women um, pulling their children along. Get here. Are these the ones that have the uh, have the? Um, I don't know that we've identified them, but uh, that have those weird bows or weird uh, crossbows that are really loud. Oh no, small the projectiles, the muskets. Yeah, they do. So Fenrith. Um, why don't you roll initiative for me real quick? All right. All right. So we'll make you the 200s. Okay, Fenrith. So can you see those, um, the enemies on the map there? Okay. All right. So you come running up to this section of the village and, uh, you know, people have cleared out for the most part, but there's a couple of elf women with their children trying to, get away from these goblins um but you come running up in your um bright shining armor so they see you and they start um looking towards you so um now you get to this section of the village and notice that nazus did didn't follow you um 
And as you had run out of the council hall and down the steps, you did hear someone shout that um, they're over there, too. And you didn't see where they pointed. But Nazu said, I'll cover that. And so, you know, he went to a different section than you. But right now you've got these two, um, well, three goblins. Um, and they are holding those musket, those, you know, muskets in their hands. And, uh, you know, they're wearing their red coats. The one of them seems to be, um, you know, dressed a little finer and he's got more uh symbols on the collar of his coat he seems to be in charge because he's pointing at you um but anyway so that's what you see when you come running up okay all right so that one so go ahead we'll start with you okay it's gonna take me a bit to get over there yeah so you yeah there you go can't quite make this uh exactly 10 feet keeps jumping and what is it yeah it's supposed to be a uh circle 10 feet yeah i mean what are you doing with it um it's flame strike okay so i guess one of the issues here though i don't have a way to cast this if with it just being in a note right that's when you're gonna you know if you're gonna use it you throw it under your sheet yeah it's it's uh it's basically like a quick slot so that way you know what spells you have prepared and you just drag it over and delete the old stuff all right, so a uh, you know a pillar of fire and divine energy appears in the sky and slams down over these two goblins, <laughs> and um, in this particular case, one of them made his save, but the other did not. So one takes the forty-five damage, and the other takes half of that, and uh, um, it's it's enough in both cases, anyways, to turn them into. Um, uh, burnt ruin so they crumple to the ground the elf women are screaming behind them and the smell of burnt goblin fills the air but they're both dead i'll shout for the uh villagers <clears throat> to run towards me <laughs> and that should be it be not afraid villagers <sighs> all right so then this other one um this other one you know, it's comes up. He's grabs a hold of this elf and he uh, puts his musket up and fires at you. Yeah. And, uh, but he misses. So, um, you know, he's like trying to hold on to her and he's trying to steady his, uh, musket, but he misses. And this bullet goes whizzing by you. And, um, that'll bring us back to your turn. All right, I will. This is still free action to activate uh, haste boots. Yeah. Okay, I'll activate haste boots and move up to there. All right, let me put that effect on you there, and uh, you continue running forward. My speed is still 20, right? Well, haste adds a plus 30 to your speed. Oh, shoot. Okay, hold on. So I guess I could make it up here then in one round. Well, I should say it increases your speed by, um, yeah, what did I say, 30? Yeah, yeah, yeah up to 30. double. Yeah. yeah, so, so yeah, you could go, yeah, that would work. 
Okay. Because, yeah, I, I moved. I basically did a, a double based off the old, what the old haste move was, or rules were. Okay. And then that that will end the turn. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so you get up there um, right close to him, and he takes a step back here trying to get uh well actually he'll he'll step over this way and he uh fires at you making no effort to get her out of the way first um so this attack hits and it will do that's not correct hang on let me get rid of that Uh, so we'll take 20 off it actually does 15 damage uh and then it's your turn again all right i'll uh Five foot drawing my sword, although that says it's seven feet. Yeah, I'm not sure why it's doing that. Don't worry about it. All right, and then I'll attack this guy with a full full attack action. Okay. All right, so you hit him with all of your attacks. Yeah, so you slice him, you know, four times and, uh, you know, basically just carve huge pieces off of him and he falls to the ground dead this is all uh i'll tell the women to or the villagers there to um pick up pick up their uh their bows uh from these things and take them back to the village okay and uh i mean they look more like a staff to be honest okay well yeah whatever they they look like Is uh, okay, so I'll tell him to take those spears back to the village, and uh, ask him if there's any more, any more of those of the creatures around. Okay, yeah. So they've been down to grab those up, and uh, but they don't. They say they don't see any others. Okay. Um, I do want to take a minute, if I have one, to uh, just search these things. Uh, search the goblins, see if there's anything I can find on them that, you know, letters, things like that. Okay, you want to search them? Yeah, detailed instructions to their camp. That would be nice. A good find. Okay. All right. <laughs> Complete battle plans with uh, conditions for surrender. Yeah, that too. That'd be really good. The, the best way to sneak in and kill the emperor because, I mean, every lowly soldier, that's, that's what they, yeah, they have it, uh, stitched into their into the back of their breeches just like your mom used to do with your underwear right Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay all right so yeah you uh they they grab up those muskets and they go running off and you're searching through the bodies and you don't i mean you don't find i mean you find normal stuff that you'd expect a soldier to have so you'll have like half-eaten rations and some um copper and silver coins and then just other random things, you know, needle and thread and, uh, um, you know, a dice cup, um, stuff like that. But you don't find any, like, um, anything written. Is there, do I find, and, and I'm sure Fenrith would recognize it, but do I find uh, ammunition and powder? Yeah, so in a pouch on their waist, you find a... Uh, one of the, each of them has a pouch that has like 20 or so little bullets in it. And then you, um, in another pouch, you do see they've got these little, uh, paper, um, it's basically a paper cartridge. 
but you know, for you, it looks like a little tiny paper tube and inside it has a, a, a dark powder in it. And give it a taste. I, it, if there's anything that looks uh, valuable. So like the, the coins, I'll take them because they're metal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, the ammunition I'll take because it's metal, right? Um, I know I'll take a couple of the, I guess I'll take one pouch and then just take all the, all the metal items. Okay. So one pouch of whatever the powder is and then all the metal stuff. Um, yeah. As we'll, we'll figure out, try to figure out what the, uh, the powder is, but the metal is, is useful for other things until the, until we can figure out the mine situation. All right. Um, and then I'll start, uh, I guess I'll yeah. start patrolling this area. I'm at the far reaches. Yeah, the, the far right northwest corner of it. But uh, so you you gather that stuff up, put it in your pocket. But that's when you hear someone shouting off to the east. Um, someone over there shouting for help off to the east. And you can okay. hear uh, more of those shots going off over there. All right. As I will, I will head over that way. Uh, right. Deactivate haste boots first and then head over that way. All right. Okay. And then um, Rohan. So you're in this forest here. And um, let me see if this will work the way. Okay. Take that off of there. Let me try this. Yep. It works. Okay. All right. So Rohan, you're in the forest and uh, you had cast Entangle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had went hid behind a tree. Mm-hmm. And then um, while you were doing that, you know, people were all entangled, including the captured elves. Um, you had heard someone start chanting. So let's have you go ahead and roll initiative here. Okay. And we're in the forest, so plus two. Okay. All right, and then we'll have, come on. All right, so we'll start with you. So you had heard someone chanting and, you know, obviously casting a spell. So what I need from you is, what is the, what is your caster level for that spell for Entangle? Um, Let's see, so Ranger, so... Five, I think it. Yeah, half your ranger yeah, level. Half yeah, half my ranger. So actually, I'm 11, so roundup would be six. All right. Yeah, so you hear someone cast a spell over there because you're hidden behind a tree. You can't see. I don't know. Is um, is that entangle? That's not something you got to concentrate on, is it? No. Okay. And then you hear another voice shouting, get moving right now, get moving. And we'll have him do. All right, so then it'll be your turn. So, you know, it's raining really hard. It's dark. There's lightning and thunder. It's hard to hear. Uh, Mostly what you do hear is the sound of the rain slapping against trees and leaves and on the ground and, you know, thunder and wind. But um, you did hear someone casting a spell and someone else shouting, get moving. Uh, But you're here behind this tree. Okay. So glancing around the tree, is the entangle still there? No, it isn't. So you, it, it, you had cast it like in this, it was like a creek. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's always there or 
it's just from the rain. It's hard to say, but uh, you had cast it while they were crossing there, and it took up basically the whole area. But now you can see that they're moving freely. Okay. Um, so I'll step around the tree so that I'm still uh, got cover from the back of the group of people, and I will target the first goblin in the line and uh Hang attack. On, let me let me get them on there for you because just just checking it was the like leader human and like a sharpshooter that were towards the rear and then there were goblins that were kind of pushing the the people along right yeah there were goblins and then some were like in the rear and um uh, somewhere up the hill okay um trying to get and they'd thrown down like a rope for people to use to get up the muddy hill. Okay. Um, so I'll put them on here so you can see. So from you, from your angle, you can see three and four. Um, but you, so yeah. So when you step around that tree, you can see the human um, leader. You cannot see the, uh, the sharp, the human ranger guy. Um, but, and you can't see goblin. You can't see one or two. They're like up on the hill out of your sight, but you can see three and four. Okay. Um, actually, if I can see the human mage, I'll target him instead. Okay. You have to target them on the. Yep. I got them targeted. Um, yeah, I'll add in the deadly aim. So that'll be a minus four to my attack. And then do a full volley at him. And this is at the mage? Yeah. I'm not sure why that one gave me no bonus. No, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So the first one was a 20. <laughs> yeah. So your attacks, um, your first looks like attack number. Yeah. It was an eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, they popped up in a weird order. Yeah, they my did. last attack, and then my first attack, then my third attack, then my second attack. Well, anyway, one of them hit. <laughs> okay, that the, the third one, second one, attack number two with okay. a twenty-three that hit. The other ones miss. All right. Yeah, so one of your arrows strikes true. So go ahead and roll damage there. <clears throat> And uh, so you see that arrow thunk into him and he kind of, you know, reacts to it. The other ones are blown off course by the wind and they sail past him harmlessly. Okay. Uh, anything else for you? Um, let's see. That was a full attack. Uh, can I five foot step back behind the tree? Or Well, no, because you moved out. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my turn. Okay. All right. So he, you know, follows the path of these arrows, and you can see him looking in your direction. Um. All right. So you can see him raise his hands, uh, beginning to cast a spell. So we'll have you do. All right. So this what we'll do. We'll just target you. He casts a spell. So your reflex save is a success, and we'll see what that means. So half damage. 
if it's a reflex save, then my evasion should kick in. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, he casts this spell, and um, you can feel this powerful gust of wind, uh, even, you know, more powerful than the regular wind, uh, wash over you. Um, it actually, you know, the way it interacts with the rain, you can see that it generally has a shape of, you know, like a cyclone that washes over you. Um that quote from the Constantine movie, fire, I was born of this. <laughs> this him using wind against me is kind of the same. Uh, but, you know, you know, because you have that evasion, you're able to get out of the way and it doesn't cause any damage to you. Although um, it is big enough or powerful enough that it snaps limbs off of trees near you, um, which they don't cause any damage to you, but they do start falling under the ground. Okay. And obscure your vision a little bit. Um, and after he does that, then he continues moving on through the creek, you know, trying to push the the others uh, to get up the hill faster. Um, and then that's him. And then, uh, you know, they keep pulling. So, but, you know, these other two goblins back there with him. You know, I mean, they are looking in your direction and raising their muskets. Um, we'll see if they can spot you in the dark. Let's see. Yeah, that's good enough. So they do look over at you and raise their muskets and fire. Let me put you as the target here. And then we'll give them a minus four for the weather. But they raise their muskets, take a shot. And the first one hits you for 12 damage. And the second one, he fires as well. Um, let me see where it is. Oh, and he hits you as well. <laughs> I don't think they can miss me unless they roll a one. And that's six damage from that guy. And, uh, you know, the rest of, um, you know, like the, the family that had been kidnapped there, you know, most of the way up the hill now being pushed along by these guys. Okay. <clears throat> uh, but that'll bring us to your turn now. Can I still see the human mage? Yeah. So now he's moved across the Creek, but you can still see him over there. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll fire another full volley at him before stepping back behind the tree. Um, do I want the deadly aim? No. I'll take the deadly aim off this time. All right. So, looks like you've got, let's see, an automatic miss and then an automatic hit and then a miss and a miss and a, a critical hit. Okay. So, you got one critical hit. All right. And that was my first one. So, since it's a rapid shot and many shot, that one will be two arrows. Um, only the first one gets the actual critical damage, though. Uh, we'll see if it does the shocking burst. Yeah, looks like it did it. Okay. So that's the first one, and then that's the second damage. So. All right. Yeah. So you um, you stick a couple arrows in him. One of them, which gets like at the top part of his chest, and uh, you know, pretty close to his throat. And you can see from the flash of the uh, the lightning effects on your arrow. You know, it lights up his face, and you can see the pain there, and that black collar that he's wearing, and those odd, um, those odd black lines that race across his face. Okay. But he's still standing. 
All right. And then, yeah, I'll duck back behind the tree that I was to get full cover. Okay. All right. So, um, you duck back behind there so you can't see him anymore. And he'll do. Well, you don't know what he does. Poke your head out and find out, Justin. (laughs) Aren't you curious? All right. So you're duck behind this tree. No more shots from those goblins ring out at you. You're not sure what they're doing over there. But um, as you're behind this tree, you're looking around um, and you just happen to glance. uh, Well, you happen to glance up in time to see that uh, some movement in the trees uh, at what is now in front of you. So you got your back against the tree. So you're looking the opposite direction of these people you've been tracking. And over there you see movement. And then a shot rings out. Uh, rings out of the darkness over in that direction. So that one hits you um, for 15 damage. Okay. And you don't actually see the person who shot at you. You just saw a movement, you know, from like a branch or whatever over there. But uh, now it's your turn. All right. I'll use uh, one of my tree stride things from my armor to uh, jump to the top of the hill. Okay. Um, far enough ahead so that uh, they'll have to pass by me next next round. Uh and I will reserve my last action to fire at any enemies that pass by me. All right. So you tree stride, step into the tree, and you pop out somewhere uh, at the top of the hill. Um, getting yourself set up to intercept them when they pass by you. And then we'll hop on over to Graham. So let me get this. So Graham... You had reached your father, um, killed the person doing something to him at this table. I'll put the map up here for you. Let me see if I got you on there still. Put the cat in the oven, Justin. (laughs) Jokes. We're not actually going, well. (laughs) All right, Graham, you should see that map now. Yep. And. uh, Is that my father? Yeah. I don't trust him. It's not, it's, <laughs> What's he look like? It's not an exact likeness. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. I just, um, I healed him with the obsidian wand. Did some cure critical wounds on him. And he, he had a bit of discussion. He said he got separated from the, the women folk. Yep. But he doesn't know where they took him. Exactly. And he says, you've got to find them. Yeah. Well, you have to stay here, Dad. I can't have you sneaking around behind me. You'll give me away. You haven't been trained like I have. Yeah, and you're... CQC. <laughs> you're, right. <laughs> you're right, son. I'll just... I'll have to hold up here and hope they don't come looking. Well, I think I got something that will help. And uh, I'll pull out a scroll that I will use on my way out of this room. I have a scroll of hold portal. So, cast it on that door. Okay. Basically just lock it, right? Yeah. And um, let me get those use magic devices out there for you. There's that part. What did I roll? 25. 
I think that's enough. Yeah, that should do it. And also, it's an arcane spell. Succeeded on that part too. So yeah, I'll I'll bid him farewell and and shutter the or close the door. I can't remember how these doors open. They slid out open automatically, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when it closes again, I'll I'll cast my whole portal on it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you find yourself. So what you do then is you come into this little section between the doors, and you cast hold portal on it. And then you've got this other door leading back into an area you bet in before. Yeah, and I know beyond this room there was a charging station for the automatons. Yeah. And I think, if memory serves, the only other way I saw to go in this area was straight across. So. Right. Well, uh, no, there was straight across, but there's also in between the two platforms that the... uh, Mm. Um, those constructs stand on. There's a door as well. I walk in between the platforms. <laughs> and I think my disguise, uh, is probably still going, which we didn't re- really get to role play with, uh, with my father. <laughs> Although I imagine I still looked like Graham. I just would have been a human version of him. Yeah. Maybe no you years. recognized it. Less pointy, uh, yeah. eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that you had that elf uh, asshole face, basically, right. <laughs> even when your wisdom was low. So <laughs> his glassy eyes and drooling stare mock me. <laughs> but, but it looks dumb to other, other elves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, I think maybe. <laughs> I think I'll try to go in between the automatons, but I'm not going to stealth around i'm just going to continue to act as though i belong yeah okay and if i get made i'll just run back to the last safe place i was at and crouch down should about clear it up if i my video games have taught me anything (laughs) all right so you're doing um disguise right yeah i had disguise going i think if it's at the lowest level i it lasts for 10 minutes okay did you take that one guy you killed uh, his clothes? Um, oh, yeah. His no, I don't. I think I have more knowledge on playing dumb than playing superior. Although so just act like Chasm here. You uh, <laughs> or Fenrir. <laughs> I think Fenrir is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you walk between these two, and as the as you entered the room, they look over at you, and you can see that light. You know, from their face like scanning over you, but they don't do anything. I have the empire approved magic running. (laughs) And then, so you come to this door in between them and it opens and um, shows a hallway with uh, three doors on the opposite end of it. Okay. So I walk into the hallway. I'll take a look at those three doors and see if I can find some sort of cue. Kind of like I did with the one where I found my father, where I saw, you know, there was a little bit more traffic going one way. Um, People's muddy boots. Yeah, you don't really um, see any indications like that here. Okay. Well, let's um, let's just do this the right way then. Now that I intelligence is higher, wisdom is higher, we'll go to the right door and walk in there. Yeah, so when you open that one, or when it opens, rather. I mean, I will take a moment to see if I can hear anything beyond them, but 
If nothing stops me up, then ain't I go. Just do good old Jack Burton. <laughs> Communication devices in here, right? Over there, over here. Huh? Just fixing it. Okay. Yeah. Is there a, is there a phone I can just be carrying? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those, uh, like in the cartoons, those tins that the old people would hold up to their ear. So you don't. I Junction mean, box right back through here. You don't hear anything. And, uh, you know, when this door opens, you can just see there's an empty room. Oh, Emperor's got me working. Empty. Overtime. What's. Do I discern any purpose from the room, like a storage room or something? Well, maybe, but right now it's completely empty, so hmm. uh, it's hard to say what they use it for. Still moving. All right, on to the next door along the righteous path. Only I had a cardboard box. That, which one is that? <laughs> it uh, The door directly in front of me. Okay. Yeah, so that one opens, um, and you can see a long hallway with um, doors on either side of it down the length here and there, and then one at the very end of it. What's a hallway doing here? And also, <laughs> um, you, you also see that this has um, four more of those um, constructs in here. So I'll place them for you so you can see. Huh? Constructs. <laughs> So it's got um, two sort of close to you and then two at the end. Um, let me make them visible for you here. It's got kind of that white noise filter going across, meaning I can't use certain items, right? Hmm. Like in, no, it's not really doing I'm just saying from like Metal Gear Solid, uh, weren't there parts where you couldn't do certain things? Like it was jamming stuff up. I can't remember. Just vaguely remembering oh, first man. Metal Gear Solid. Well, there's the area where you couldn't use weapons, but I don't remember it having like a filter. Well, I'm in one of those areas right now. I can I don't know what the so my guess with these automatons is they don't they probably just say magic detected randomly. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, sounds like safe. something an empire would do. <laughs> All right, your move. All right, well, I'll keep my fingers crossed and uh, move on. I can't help but picture him as kind of like RoboCop, though. So. <laughs> move on move down the hall. Uh, what the jaunty janitor's jaunt okay. down the hall. Coming to clean some stuff up. All right. So you make it here uh, when their attention is drawn to you and they both look over at you. So um, what's your disguise? I think we were around 15 or 16 the last time I, I didn't note it, but I know I rolled kind of lowish, but that was the DC to overcome. Of course, my bluff, or no, has my disguise gotten better? Did you want a new one? Uh, so in this, you're, you just have a plus one to your disguise. Is that on purpose? Or did you used to have a skill in it? No, I never did have a skill in it. But, did you uh, use magic? Didn't you use magic? Yeah. You used yeah. uh, disguise yeah. self. Yeah, Scroll, right? Disguise yeah. self? Okay. Sorry, he should have a plus 10 if it's still right. going. So I have a plus 11. I I want to say I rolled my normal four last time, so we were at a 15, but it, it might have been a point or so higher. No, I think. Maybe I rolled an eight? I think it. 19? Yeah. It was like four weeks ago, though. No, that sounds right to me, 19. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, so their attention is drawn to you. Um and you can see that red light wash over you from both of their faces. Um, also, while I'm doing this, roll a um, search for me. 
It's, that's all under perception. Now, yeah, right? perception. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, where'd my tower go? Yeah, I don't have one either. <laughs> Do we have yeah, to turn it it's on? in the options. You have to turn it on in the options. Give me just a second. Do you know which particular tab it's? Uh, dice tower. Main tab. Uh, I think you might have to. Here, let me. Turn it on for me. Yeah, you might. Hmm. I can turn it on. What are you doing? Different? I just click on the uh, on off. Yeah, I'm not getting anything. Oh, yeah. It doesn't seem to have appeared. Now it says on. There you go. There is the tower. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Way the hell over there. Let me adjust it. The correct position. Lock it. Perception. There we go. Yeah. I was reading low light because there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of changed here or there. And I was just Didn't. going through everything. <laughs> and uh, oh, no. in moonlight, we now see as good as daytime. Oh, okay. Everything else is about the same. I just like that. Because that's something that seemed to always be in the lore. I think it's in like the non-mechanical talk about it, even from mm. third edition. It just yeah. Okay. So, Graham, they both look over you, but then they just go back to staring straight at each other and they don't react to you. But also, while you're waiting for that and, you know, wondering if they're going to attack, you see to the left and right of you um, near the ceiling of this hallway, there's um, a grate. Mm. And it. You know, the great cover makes it, you think it's big enough for a person to fit in there. And then you do see doors, like, just past these two automatons on the right and left. And there's more further down, but, but you do see that. This is my Rohan natural environment moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> great. Stabby, yeah, stabby. Um, does it seem like I can get up there? Without oh, yeah. too much difficulty. Yeah. Got acrobatics too. He yeah, that's true. I guess I can do place. a bunch of stuff now. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll get in that crate. Which one would you like to go to, right or left? Let's go to the right one. Okay. So you get over there and you can hop up in there and you get into this grate. Now it is big enough for you to move through, but you got to crawl. Um, and you notice right away as you get in there or even before when you were just reaching towards it, that there is airflow here. So it's mm -hmm. like blowing towards you. Okay. You know what its purpose is. It's hard to say, but this vent actually functions. It feels solid enough, you know, to hold your weight and everything. Look around your environment, Graham, <laughs> try to find a way around the enemies <laughs> like a vent. <laughs> An event? <laughs> I will, uh... So, is he in the vent yet? I am. I'm gonna use that, uh, stone, or whatever you'd given me. <laughs> oh, yeah. To... Nice. Graham! <laughs> Graham, the village is under attack! <laughs> For some reason, you can see his face getting really close <laughs> in your vision. Since I'm not there in person to, uh, clank around. Fenris? <laughs> All right, so yeah, you're up in there now. It was a good that picture in my head there of it. Well, Travis missed an opportunity to contact you and say that he managed to reach the underwater outpost without drowning. The problem is it can't fit in for the codec because I, I think it's only once a day we can send a message. So You can hand wave that stuff. Use this it is for important. something useless like that. I found a vent, Fenris. What's a vent, Graham? All right, so uh, I'll begin crawling down the path I can crawl knowing that 
if I'm crawling into a small space, I am going the right way. So it looks like it elbows around down here after about 60 feet. Uh, yeah. You encounter a crab. <laughs> I don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's holding back right now. Uh, willpower. Bunch of boomers. Save was all, was all good, guys. <laughs> Using up all your will saves. Yeah, so it does elbow around down at the end there. I guess Bloodtooth could fill in, get a huh. couple different voices going on. Okay. Um, yeah, so you reach the end there, and uh, you're looking in a, you know, at a grate up ahead there. Okay. And Holly uh, will peer through the grate that. And see what's beyond it. Yeah, so you look through there, and you can see a room. And um, one second here. You can see down into a room, and there's an elf that you recognize uh, vaguely as one of the uh, newcomers to the village since last time you, you know, had been there. Is she doing setups? No, it's it's, oh. a, it's a male, and he's sitting, and he's strapped to this chair, much like the one your father was in. And there's a table there with this crystal on it, mm. and he's clearly in great distress. And there is a um, cannon fodder. There's a human standing over him. Um, clearly, the cause of this distress. He's got what's look looks like a wand, and there's some sort of uh, you know dark energy coming from it. Wrapping uh, over this elf, and he's you know screaming. Okay, let's uh, let's. The goal is to stealth up behind him and stab him to Moidolate death. Moidolate him. <laughs> so uh, here, let me make him visible. So um, and then you know this dark energy is wrapped around this elf, and he's screaming and he's thrashing, and then there's some other energy going from that elf to that crystal. Um, yeah, so you want to get down there without being without alerting. Oh, sorry, I made him. All right, can you see that? Yes. All right. All right. So go ahead and do your stealth. <clears throat> uh, is that one of those tower ones, or do you like it right out in the open? Yeah, just roll it. Thirty-two. Guess my silent moves. Just oh yeah, because they don't split it up anymore. That's right. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the picture does look like a guy. Very confused about elves now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you can climb down. Yep, and I'll tiptoe behind him and... Um, hmm. Moidolate him. Yeah, let's, I'll, I'll try to sneak attack him, and then I'm going to hope that this elf is in a good enough state to tell me where my mom and sisters are. He just wants to know where elf die is. <laughs> And that's, you can't resist their psychic powers. So I got my spanner. Bloodtooth disguised as a spanner behind him. I'm just going to. All right. So what are you trying to do? Just stabbing him? Yeah. So let's try to sneak attack. Let's try to hit him. Okay. With blood teeth. And you can see him on the. Yeah. Target him. What's the definition of a wall for purposes of you getting flanking? Uh, that's what I have to look at again, but I don't think I have it in this case, but I do have. Him flat foot. Yeah, I was just wondering if he, because he's like standing in front of something or whatnot, isn't he? Does yeah, because I think it was person, actually. Oh. But the person doesn't threaten him, so right. I don't think it counts. 
I'll look at it again, but I was like, what, what did it say specifically stone walls? But anyhow, let's go. Here's my attack roll. A single thrust of blood tooth. Well, that's a hit. And here's blood tooth damage. Mmm, pretty dice. Here's sneak attack damage. Mmm. And I guess that also puts the bleeding effect on him. Yeah, which he's dead, so. <laughs> so, yeah, you can just describe how you, where you want to stab him. and. Yeah, well, I'd just go for the, the kidney meat. As sour nice. sour yeah. him on him. Yep, right in the back so he can't scream. <gasps> yeah, so, I mean, he does stand upright, uh, but, yeah, he, he doesn't make a sound, and then he goes limp, falls back. Maybe. Yeah, I'll do that kind of. You know, catch his weight and, and uh, settle him to the ground. <laughs> okay. but it doesn't matter because blood is just <laughs> fountaining all over the place. And then I got my bloody spanner, which I'm... Don't worry, I'm here to save you. <laughs> where's my Where's my mom and sisters? Quick, we're running out of time. But this guy, is he in a similar state as my father was? He is, like... Um... He barely, it doesn't seem like he even notices you. His eyes are open, they're fluttering, and he's like trying to catch his breath, but he looks aged. It looks like you're a diversion now. <laughs> All right, so let's um let's pull out that obsidian wand again and do some healing on him. As you look closer at him, um you recognize uh you recognize this one. He uh, is one of the new people. His name was uh, Varadri, and uh, he. you remember that he had been speaking with your father about sort of like apprenticing with him to learn how to – because a lot of the new ones had to find something to do. Hmm. And yeah. you remember this guy had been speaking with your father on one of the times you visited about – I guess that would make sense why he would be here with the same batch of, yeah. of people. Okay. Uh, so I think I got exactly what I needed. True, dang, nice. To cast this darn uh, wand, and here is the amount I healed. Ooh, that food's that food going? I feel my tummy start to yep. to speak. Got a half hour until it's done, so. <laughs> He's okay. Gonna, he's going to start getting on the soapbox here soon. All right. So you use the wand and you cure him. Um, and, you know, so clearly it has an effect on him and his eyes snap open and he's, you know, he's able to breathe. The, the aging effect doesn't disappear, right. though. Um, and he, he's clearly exhausted still. And there's a haunted look in his eyes. You're not sure what it is he went through, but uh, obviously it had a terrible effect on him. Um but his eyes, you know, when he recognizes you, you can see this flash of, um, like, the most extreme relief that you've ever seen on somebody's face. Did you say I remembered his name? Sorry, I already forgot it. Yeah, Varadri. Varadri. Yeah, Varadri. Um, Varadri, can you walk? Yeah, so he's, uh, you know, strapped down to this chair, and you undo those clasps, and he... He rises on very, very shaky legs. It doesn't look to you like he's going to be able to walk far. Oh, that's okay. Just sit here and rest a while. But did you see my mom and sisters at all? Yeah, they they brought us all together. I'm not, I'm not sure where they went, where they took them. 
Uh, when did you split off from them? Do you remember? Now they brought us out all down a hallway, and uh, your father had already been taken somewhere else by then, and I was the next to be brought into a room. I see. Well, just wait here, and I'll come back for you as soon as I find them. Uh, okay. Promise <laughs> me you'll come back. Uh, nope. I'll try, though. <laughs> I get, I can't make any promises. If I'll tell him if it's been a while, he's going to have to, to get out on his own, which you won't be able to do, but maybe. Don't, just don't tell him that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you tell him that. He, he, he sinks back down into the chair and... and um, but before you even finish that, he's unconscious. Okay. But still breathing. So this uh, ventilation, does it continue on again out of this room? Uh, do a perception here. Oh, dang it. What is going on? There we go. Kept getting a weird window popping up. So, yeah, you can tell that uh, on the opposite side of the room, from where you came in, there's another grate up there. Yeah, so I'll head for that uh, grate and begin worming my way along. All right, so you go into there and you can see... Um, here, let me... You go into there and see that it's directly connected to... Um, the hallway? The next room. Oh, okay. Straight ahead, but also to your left, the tunnel goes on back in the direction of the hallway. So what can I see in the next room? All right. So in there, um, looking through that grate, you can see the same thing you saw in here. Another stranger? Another of the, um, yeah, another stranger, another one of the newcomers. Um, and here, I'll just put it on there for you. Um, and another uh, human with that wand standing over him, seemingly torturing him. Um, yeah, so this is another new one of the new elves that you don't you don't recognize them. Okay, well let's do the same thing. All right, so we'll hold there. You're gonna sneak down in there and rescue this guy, and we'll bounce on over to Casimir. And Casimir, you had been wandering through this massive ancient temple that once was beautiful, but has somehow decayed. Over time, you're aware of the fact that time is different here. If you had the feeling like um, it, it almost felt to you like it wasn't moving correctly. Everything mm -hmm. had sort of a like a, a washed out look to it. Okay. Um, yeah. But let me put you back in here. I wonder if this means I get a dagger that I can fill with sand. I think that'd be the way to go. All right, so you should be able to see that map now. Not overpowered at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all dark right now. Yeah, let me get the lighting set up here. Hmm. Can you see now? Yep. Okay. I'm trying to emulate a washed out look, but basically, um, you know, with your magical vision, you can see just fine. So. Okay. So, you had been in this room, and this is where you found the little, like, uh, altar or whatever. Yeah. And that had a book in it. Um, and that's where we left you off. So, now you're heading back towards the entrance to this room. Yeah, I think, uh, what was it? There was the 
door with the goblins that they were apparently guarding. Yeah. I think. And then there was a construct around that area too, but I think I might head all the way back to the main entry and uh, just try to go for either the middle doors or I think there was some off to the left if you're facing the middle doors. I can't quite remember. Okay. All right. So here, actually, let me do this. For some reason, I'm not seeing beyond that. Is there a door there that I can't? Maybe it's just uh, getting me with the wall there or something. Yeah, that's where the door is. Okay. Nice. So, um, yeah, so you come up to that door and you open it up. You look back out into that hallway. Oh, no, I'm forgetting. Oh, it looks like there was more. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, from here, you could see that, um, you know, further to the left there, it branched downwards and then you came from the right. Yeah. All right. We'll keep going this way then. Abandon the uh, plan I just had. <laughs> Mimic Graham here. Live by the seat of my pants. <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. Yeah. So you go ahead and off in that direction. Now, um, <clears throat> as you step, as you take your first step that direction. So I guess if we're going to be accurate, you would have noticed that before you got all the way over there. So we'll put you here. Okay. And as you step out that door, basically into this hallway, um, you hear a laugh, an evil laugh start echoing through the space. Um, those are never good. And so then you're heading off that. So as you get around this corner, you look and you, you know, you can see it continues on down um, with a branch uh, off to the left. And then at the end, it looks like it branches to the right as well. All right. Um, at this point, you hear, you start hearing screams, like shrieks of terror at this point. Like down that way? Yeah, well, it's hard to say because of the echo. It just sounds to you like it comes from everywhere, just like that laugh did. Um, So, but you keep heading that direction. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) what you going to do, right? Yeah. (laughs) I guess I will state that I'll be moving more cautious. Okay. I mean, there's not much I can do about being silent or super stealthy, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you take your steps down there, and you end up here. And at this point now, you hear the clanging and crashing of, you know, booted feet and jingling chainmail, and uh, like a couple of goblins come tearing around the corner, like down to the south. No, off to the left. Okay, <laughs> right over here. All right. So they come tearing around the corner. Uh, run it. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative. No, oh, come on. Did it roll? Not seeing it. What's going on here? Fine. I'll do it from here. <laughs> what do we got here? Uh, Somebody that's giving me manual dice entry. Um, like on the main page of your character sheet. Uh, both initiative slots. I, I'm double clicking it, and then uh, manual entry. Oh, I saw something go. Let me roll it for you. Manual entry. Let's check that out. Looks like the top. Is that different every time? 
when you double click on that, it says manual entry. Yeah, it pops up a thing. Oh, look in your options there. Uh, in the options, all right. At the very top, do you see anything? Yeah, it says on says, for some reason. Yeah, just turn that off, and that should fix it. There you go. Okay. So actually, you know, because of their noise, you're ready for them. So you get to act first when they come around that corner. So we'll let you act there. Have they spotted me? It doesn't seem like it. Can I merge with this stone? Uh, they clearly are turning your direction. Like that's the way that they're, they're going to go. Okay. Can I, is this stone big enough for me to merge with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll just uh, drop down or step into it. Okay. Let them go on by and. I'll hang out there, see what's chasing them if it comes past them or comes past me. I won't be able to see it, but I might be able to hear it. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you merge into stone and you uh, you do hear them go tearing past where you were and around that corner. And then you wait. But um, it depends on how long you want to wait, but you don't hear anything. Okay. Yeah. I figure pursuit's probably pretty swift if not so it'd probably be like in rounds yeah okay um well yeah so you don't you know within a minute you haven't heard anything coming after them yeah i'll step out and head the direction they come all right so came roll from. perception all right uh i actually have ranks in it now <laughs> all right so down at the very end of the hallway where it branches to the right. Mm -hmm. As you step out of the stone, you spot something just as it moves around the wall. And uh, it's small and it's not walking. It's floating, whatever it was. And you'd guess it's probably, you know, or maybe the size of a, maybe a small coconut is all the bigger it is. Mm -hmm. Um, but you didn't see it long enough to recognize what it was. Just a small object floating in the air going around the corner. And it looked to you for a second like might have had some flames on it. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll move up to the corner and look around, see if it's still there. Okay. Uh, I guess I could try to be quiet. <laughs> this will always be fun. Mm, was that stealth? I got a plus two. Okay. So, yeah, I'll move, was it, I guess, technically like there and peek around the corner. Okay, one second here. Oh, right. So that's not the. Oh, that's not it? No, you saw it at the other, down at the other, the far end. Okay. Going to the right. Okay. But yeah, you can get to here. Well, might as well peek around that corner too. Yeah, so you can see down that direction that there's, um, you know, go there's. A branch to the up and down and forward in that direction. Uh, but you don't see anybody or anything down that way. All right. Then I'll go to that corner and peek around. What would Graham do? <laughs> Drat, if only I was a simpleton like him. <laughs> so here we've got sort of a Z-shaped hallway. Um, and then you don't see anything e there either. All right. Let's keep going. I guess I'll go to there, peek around. All right. So as you step around this corner, you hear more screams <sighs> echoing through the place. Um, and then 
when you get to here, so you can see that, you know, you can go left, right, or straight. But when you get to here and you're hearing those screams, you also hear the, uh, the really loud clanking, thumping sounds echoing as well. It's hard to say which direction they're coming from. But, um, but you hear that. So you don't see anything at this point except that, uh, you know, you could go straight, right, or left. All right. Uh huh. Let's head that way. We'll head uh, to the left. Peek in. All right. So when you turn around that corner. Beholder. Baylor. You see a couple of goblins facing away from you. And they've got those, you know, muskets and they're holding them up. Um, but they're facing the opposite direction. You like they're waiting for something to come around that corner. I think I'll let them keep facing that way and waiting. And I'll just ready an action to step into the stone after I see whatever it is they're aiming at. <laughs> okay. So you can see them now on your map. Okay. Yeah. So they don't seem to notice you. They're both like pointing those muskets around, waiting for something over there. I guess I could just walk up and ask them. I mean, it is kind of rude to just eavesdrop. And <laughs> But yeah, I'll see what see what they're aiming at here. Okay. I'll lean on my trident. <laughs> All right. So you wait and about a minute goes by and nothing has happened. And now you see them start to like straighten up and they're not shaking like they were. Now they're like, you know, the fear has passed and they're straightening up and they're like, you know, it seems to you like they're coming out of whatever terror they were in. And, uh, one of them steps forward and peeks around that corner there. And uh, it doesn't look to you like he's seen anything because he doesn't react. And he just whispers to his companion. Uh, can I try to hear what they're... Yeah, do uh, your perception. Yeah, so they're not... They're talking too softly for you to hear them. Man, I wish I was charming. <laughs> uh uh, let's see. And then just do your normal style of talking, but add wiggly eyebrows to it. Oh. This <laughs> You're <first>. an idiot. <laughs> so this one, the one that didn't step out to look, he, he spots you. Mm -hmm. He's looking around. He spots you and he lets out a yeah. surprise shriek. I'll kind of hold up my hands. <laughs> Did I like, and I'll talk to him in goblin. I'm like, Hey, I could attack you at any time. I didn't. Maybe we just didn't see each other. Just go our way. Uh, all right. So he's totally blown away that you're talking to him. So he's got his musket pointed at you. You can see his eyes are wide. Um, and but he doesn't he doesn't respond. And the, okay. the second one then also with his musket raised towards you. Um, he says um, he he like seems to snap out of it, whatever it is, and like because he's got a. I, odd look on his face too not expecting you to have spoken to him but then then he gives like a curse and he fires at you um he, and a curse is uh since you speak goblin basically um like the curse that he utters has to do with uh you know um my mother and various her no animals. it's not it's it's like a it's uh you know has to do with like uh demons 
mm. um, that don't belong in the world, something like that, right? All right. But he raises his uh, um, that musket and fires at you. It's a you know deafening boom in this enclosed space here. Um, uh, but he hits. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, even though he's shaking pretty bad, um, that's not correct. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it did that. Like, hang on, let me take that off of there. It shouldn't have been one ten plus twenty. So you should have got a total of eight damage. That's better. All right, yeah. So this bullet slams into you, and uh, you can feel it pierce your skin. Uh, but then it's your move. Yeah, you I'll can still hear this echoing through the hallway. I'll shake my head and sigh and charge on in. 68. Yeah, I could do that. Charge to there. And I'll, let's see if this effect works. I'll power attack him. Power attack, okay. Target him. Ability. Wield my trident two-handed. All right, so it's a hit. Alrighty. Oh, low damage. No, I mean, it, you basically cut him in half. Um, I mean, you charge forward and you just stab into him and it's such an extreme force that it, you know, basically there's not much holding him left. The two halves together as he falls off your trident and dies. <laughs> now I'll make soothing motions at the last one. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, yeah, so that one now, he's screaming <laughs> top of his lungs, um, and it is he is screaming in Goblin. It is a very odd accent and dialect, but, you know, essentially, you know, the, you know, the, the demon, the demon. Oh. <laughs> I mean, spade's a spade, right? So. You just got to get some of that dwarven shag carry around with you. That really leveled you out. <laughs> there are some people where they just kind of get annoying but casimir is pretty all right <laughs> um but anyway he he rushes forward and stabs at you with his bayonet there so did it uh automatically remove the power attack oh. yeah it looks like it did okay i was just wondering um, but he misses, you know, okay. like his, he's shaking so bad. It just reflects, you know, just glances off your armor, but, um, that's your move. Well, I wouldn't negotiate with a demon, so I figure <laughs> that's out the window. So we'll just full attack him. Whoops. Uh, did it add it twice or does it remove it? If I click it twice, how does that work? What state are we in? Uh, no. Just added it. Do it again because it didn't add it. Okay, now try it. All right. Just check real oh. close and make sure it were it had that. Uh, Gave you a plus twenty. Is that correct? Yeah, for my first attack, plus fifteen for my second. So that's um wrong. It should have been seventeen plus seventeen and plus twelve. Okay. Um. Well, either way, both of those would hit. Alrighty. Uh, and then the damage is probably also wrong uh was it plus nine i think is what that one's given me now um plus nine instead of plus 13 uh no the plus 13 is my base from okay. strength and okay really two-handed um 
All right, but we didn't have them targeted. Let's Five, nine. Any, oh, I didn't have them targeted. Dang it. it. I mean, anyway, you put them at like negative 40. So you, know, you basically slash him to ribbons and he falls to the ground in a pool of blood and viscera. The entrails sliding down the smooth stone hallway. But he's dead. We could have been friends, buddy. Now roll a perception, please. <laughs> add a four, add plus four to it in the tower. Yeah, I just roll all perceptions in the tower these days. All right. So, you know, you've got these dead goblins on the floor here, and you're still hearing echoes from elsewhere of, you know, stomping and clanking and screaming <laughs> and laughing, that same evil horror movie laugh. Uh, but as it happens, you just notice that uh, as you had run by, on the way to charge those that there's something odd with the stone right here. See that marker? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go over to it and see if we can figure out what, uh, what's it, what's it about? All right. So yeah, you can clearly tell as you step up to this, that this, uh, although it's disguised, it's clearly a doorway. Um, I mean, it's difficult to say what method, but you can tell it's uh, a doorway here. Does uh, that perception include finding the trip, or am I going to have to... Well, it doesn't... The, the fact that it doesn't seem to have one leads you to believe that you just simply push. Yeah, let's give it a push. And then, so when that... Um, now, what was it? Like, I received a vision kind of about where I'm supposed to go in here, right? Like, it was down... It was like way down, right? Into a room with a, was it an ornate door? Yeah, you did see an ornate door. Yeah. And you, as far as the down, you did already travel quite a ways down to mm. reach this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, wait, why is this not? And the ornate door was not those original doors like at the front, the big double ones? No, it was different. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so you push and that, uh, that wall opens and you find yourself it's like that's a lie it doesn't open you just go through it oh okay it's like an illusory door and you find yourself in this small ish i mean everything in here is huge in this temple but you know comparatively small room with a rounded wall this room seems to have been spared any effects of time and erosion and, you know, you imagine it looks much how it did at the completion of the temple. Mm. It's like marble floors. It's not represented well in the map there that you're seeing in real life, but take my word for it. <laughs> I wouldn't deceive you. <laughs> it's like beautiful, polished marble floors um, and walls. And once again, a mural that stretches from the right wall all the way to the left, you know, uh, telling a story. Mm. And uh, there's a couple of chests in this room as well. Oh, fun. Do I have the urge to step back when I go to open them? Because that's the only <laughs> warning I have these days. Graham's not here. Here, let me <laughs> just let, remember. Let me uh, get them on the, there for you. Uh, what was it? Uh, the mimic that we encountered. So you've got two chests over here and then a story being told on the wall. 
All right. So the story, as you look over it, um, what's being told, because you had seen that artwork before with the, uh, you know, what the, the deities eating together. Yeah. All right. So now, and at that, on that one, you had seen that one that was, you know, the most beautiful that you could imagine any being could be. And she had the dagger in her hand hidden behind her back. And she was behind Coralon, and you know, in the artwork, he doesn't notice her, right? Yeah. Uh, so you'd seen that before, and here we've got a different story, um, somehow conveyed in these images. And do you want a linguistics? Um, yeah, actually, that's good. Yeah, let's do that because you get more information that way. Where did it go? There it is. Awesome. Yeah. So you basically understand all of it. So, so the story being told here is well. Here, um, let me find. All right, yeah. So here's the story being told. Here is that um, Coralon Larethian is the 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 father of the elves, the the god of the elves, but not the only god of the elves. And so we're being told this story here of. Um, the other gods that make up the uh, pantheon uh, of the elves. Um, one second. So here we're being told, um, and this uh, this collection is known as the Seldarine, and this uh, is a story being told of them here. These are um, di- elves that. Or elven gods that handle different aspects of elven existence is the best way to put it. So you've got enough knowledge of the religion to understand the way a pantheon works and to understand that, you know, gods have um, certain aspects of life in the world that they are focused in. And um, so now we're being told on this mural the story of the the Seldarine, but not specifically like as so much who they are, but a specific story about th- something that they did in the past, and it's it it hints at a great act that they did without going into a lot of specifics, but um, basically the idea that you get from this story is that. Um, independent of, and perhaps without the knowledge of, but certainly without the blessing of, uh, Coralon, the, this group banded together and, um, to give an elf, uh, incredible powers that he might protect their people. And it doesn't go into a lot of details about what those powers are, but it's clear that, um, it's clear that it changed this person from living to undeath, and it it was considered an immense blessing and responsive and burden, right? So that's what's being told here. Doesn't go into a lot of details about who the person was or even when this took place, but it's conveying a story of them being able to and choosing to have done this in the past. Hmm. Um, and that this person couldn't die except for under certain circumstances that doesn't go into details on that, but that, um, that's basically what you get there. I'll find that odd that undeath would 
could be considered a blessing. Right. Right. Because even uh, after the point in the story where this took place, it it's clear that e- this this person, whoever it was, did not become evil, which is mind blowing to think about. Yeah. Because it's it's a hard rule in all of your studying that undead is evil. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's what's being told here. Also, as soon as you finish that, roll a fort save for me in the tower. All right. All right. So you finish that story and you're, you know, running over it in your head, trying to file it away and see what it means, if anything, when you're struck by incredible blinding pain that brings you to your knees. Uh, It's not localized. It seems to be coming from all over your body. It feels like your bones are being stretched. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, All right. And then we'll switch over to Fenrith. Now, Fenrith, you've reached the point of the next incursion. And I'll put the map up for you. All right. So, Fenrith, you've reached this point and arrived and share the map with you now. And you can see um, Nazus is in a fight over here. Let me get him on the map. Are you are you adding him? Yeah, I'll put him on there. Okay. Wasn't sure if he was one of in one of these areas I couldn't see in. No. Uh I've lost him. Lost his character sheet. Let me just put these bad guys on the map here. So he's fighting one of those big uh those big constructs. Over here in this section between, you know, the house and a, you know, between a couple of houses, not too far from where you are. Um, But there's also some goblins out there. So you should be able to see them. So go ahead and roll initiative, Fenrith. Let me see why I can't find that guy. All right. So, yeah, you get to this battle. Because um, you could hear it going on, and it's already taken place, but it'll be—you'll get the first action here at the beginning. Let me change the round. Um, hmm. That was from the one that I had used uh, previous fight. What's that? Oh, the flame strike. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I hadn't uh, taken it off. All right, I think I'll. Let me see what the range is real quick. Okay, I think I can hit all of those guys. Maybe. So there's Nazus there on the map now. You should be able to see him. All right. As I'll use my uh, domain flame strike. Okay. All right. And can I free action haste boot back on? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll put that. I'll put that effect on you. And it'll be what? How many rounds? Uh, I should have what nine left because it was ten rounds, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you used it for one round last time, so we'll put yep. it on there. And then I'll do a single move uh, 50 feet. Okay, so uh, so you cast a Flame Strike and hit, let's see, what do we got here? So the Goblins, let's see, the Goblin, that one made it save, that one failed, that one failed. Um, so basically you killed three goblins with that flame strike so that you know that flame and the divine energy slams down over top of them and um 
burns them to a crisp right there on the spot. And so that one's dead, dead, dead. And then you're going to move up here next to Nazus. <clears throat> okay. Anything else for your turn? Uh, nope, that should be it. All right. So way back over here by this giant pile of hay, there's a human. He lifts a rifle and takes aim at you. And, uh, you know, his hands are a blur as he, uh, as he fires multiple times at you. At least three times. <clears throat> Uh, but all three of these bullets go whizzing past you um, and don't do any damage. Uh, and then, where is he? Get rid of him. So really, that leaves this, other than that guy, there's this uh, this massive construct that will um, be attacking Nazus. So at this point, they're standing toe-to-toe. Nazus has his massive great axe. Um and at this point, this thing is just throwing punches. But you know they have other capabilities. But it's uh, two punches, both of which hit Nazus. And he takes some damage there. And then it's Nazus's turn. And he's like, uh, you know, he's got this giant axe and he's swinging that at this thing. Um, let me fix this real quick. So we got two... So he does a little bit of damage to it, but this thing is clearly really tough. So, you know, his, his axe is deflecting off of it. But anyway, that'll bring us to you. All right. I'm going to target the ranger. Okay. And this is one of the, this is one of the new spells. Um, it's uh, Umbral Strike. So All right. He, does he have total concealment? Um, no. Okay. No, he doesn't have total concealment. So go ahead and target him and use that. Right, so it's a ranged, ranged touch attack. Oh, yeah. So it'll take half damage. Or was that mine? So he succeeded. So it'll take half damage. I succeeded on my ranged touch attack. Yeah, you hit him with your touch attack. He did his save. So on a save, what does he take? Partial. Yeah, so, he should take half. So he took damage. 24 damage from it. Yep. And then he's not, <clears throat> excuse me, he's not blinded. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Stops the blinding. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Anything else for and you? I'm going to move again to, I'm going to skirt around this thing. I'll probably invoke one, one attack of opportunity when I get it. I'm going to try and go behind the enforcer. Oh, okay. So. So it'll be like that. So I think he'll get one attack of opportunity, though, because of his reach, right? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. All right. Yeah. So he'll take it. He'll swing his arm at you. Uh, but he automatically misses you. So, you know, his arm whooshes overhead and you continue on your path and get behind him. All right. And that should end it. Um, I'll. Yeah, that should end it. Okay. Yeah, so you make it to there. Oops, skipped a guy. Okay. All right, Ranger will continue shooting. Uh, one hit against you for 12 damage. Law Enforcer will do a laser, well, two laser beams. 
right out of the center of its face, this laser beam uh, strikes out at Nazus. One of them hits, the other one goes wide. And uh, Nazus is pretty heavily wounded at this point. But he will do a full attack on this thing anyways. Oh, I see what I did there. This isn't considered a creature, is it? Like, for what purposes? Well, I was going to try and create water inside of it, hoping to damage whatever <laughs> whatever oh. is making it run. <laughs> but I can't yeah. do it inside of creatures, as I was thinking. This probably be more of a construct, right? No, well, no for, for those purposes, yeah, it's creature. You did also see them walk out of the ocean, too. Yeah. Well, that may just mean that they're sealed up tight, not necessarily that they can't handle it inside of them. They also might not be freshwater uh, constructs, only saltwater constructs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he swings um, three times and then also uh, stabs forward violently with his horns and... Um, He's done some pretty severe damage to this thing, too. And now it's your turn, Fenrith. All right. So for the channel energy, um, I guess how exactly is that supposed to work? Well, you you use it, and then in your case, you know, depending on what it is for you, I think it's, what, 76? Yeah. So you roll 76, and it, that's healing damage to, you know, everyone around you. Or, I mean, that's healing for everyone around you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you would target Nazus and yourself with it. Um, basically channeling positive energy. It's a, well, okay. So channel energy causes a burst that affects all creatures of one type, either undead or living. In a 30-foot radius centered on you. And for you, it's, what is it, 76 for you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you can do that three uh, enough. To, you can do that every day. Three plus your charisma modifier. Okay. So that should be the healing for him and me. Yeah. All right. Did you apply it? Uh, is that to is you? That, I I did not know. Okay, um, I'll do it. Now, is that like a spell where I can only do it once per round? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just once. Okay. All right, anything else for you? Um, deactivate those haste boots for the moment. All right. I think that's all I can do. Okay. All right, the ranger... You see him take a potion. Oh, wait. No, you don't. So the ranger keeps shooting at you. Um, one of his bullets hits you for 15 damage. And then this uh, <clears throat> this construct will do two slam attacks against Nazus here. Two punches, basically, both of which hit. And uh, one does 25, one does 21. Now Nazus is more damaged than he was before you healed. And he's, you know, bleeding badly. Let's be his turn. He'll do a full attack on that thing. 
including a gore, and we've got hit with two two axe strikes and with his horns. Now this thing's starting to spark. It's clearly very damaged, but it's your turn, Fenrith. All right, I'll uh, do that again. All right. There we go. And uh, anything else? No, I don't think I can do anything else. Okay. All right, so this point, the human sees the writing on the wall and begins to retreat off towards the north until he's out of sight. And then this thing is going to continue its attack on Nazus, uh, swinging its metal arms. A couple more hits. Yeah, I think he's going to die. He looks close to it, but on his face, you know, it's hard to read Minotaur's yeah. expressions, so he doesn't look all that concerned. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see channel healing as, like, I'm going to actually have to prepare healing spells because I don't see this as sustainable. Right, not against something that does this kind of damage anyway. But nevertheless, he'll continue his attack. Let's see. All right, so three hits there. That's wrong. No, oh, he killed him, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I did foresee this happening. All right. <clears throat> Now it's your move. Now this thing is like sparking electricity's arcing off of it. Chunks are hanging loose. I mean, it's clearly very damaged. But it's your turn. All right. Um, I I know I'm already I'm not effective against these things, so I'm gonna just uh, try and keep them alive again. Okay. All right. Um. Didn't you usually have, like, heal prepared? Um, yeah, but I, I don't think I do right now. Okay. All right, he's gone. I, mean, I guess there is something that I can do, um, actually. So can we, can we rewind, rewind that for a second? Yeah. What do you want to do? So I'll cast uh, Balance of Suffering on myself as the first living creature and, and Nazus is the second living creature. <laughs> so it's going to take my hit points, 96 plus one per caster level and apply it to him. Okay. So you're dealt a number of points of damage equal to nine D six plus one. So roll nine D six plus 13. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to target myself first on this cause it only has a damage option. That's not too bad. All right, so he heals. I'll, you want to heal him by 43? Um, looks, yeah. All right. It's only like he fell 90 feet. No big. <laughs> 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 All right, so you cast that. Give him a nice boost to hit points, and then um, this thing will attack him. Two more hits, and then... He will uh, attack it one more time with full attack, and uh, that should be enough to do it. So two hits. Yeah, so that's enough. So that destroys that thing. So basically all the lights go out, and it just settles down on on its legs there. It doesn't fall over, but um, 
but that's the end of that battle. That other human's nowhere to be found. Now, as soon as that battle's over, Fenrith, as soon as that thing is um, stops moving, uh, you look at Nazus and he's breathing heavy and he's got blood everywhere. But then you hear somebody shouting down to the south, "We're under attack!" And you hear more shots going off. Okay. Um, I guess I'll I'll have to give him a potion. Okay. Um, one of the uh, cure serious that I have. Yeah, he holds up his hand and he says, oh, I have my own. Uh, go, I'll catch up to you. Okay, well, I guess I, I've actually got a scroll of cure critical that I could use on him. Yeah, he says, I've got my own. Go ahead, I'll catch up to you. <laughs> All right, let's all start, uh, start running that way. Actually, how far is uh, how far away is the hero house from here? You're like is, it the, is that the correct direction? South is the correct direction, but you're like as far away from it as you can be and still be in the village. Okay, because I can word of recall and get to the hero house. Does it sound like that is going to put me at a closer location? Oh, to the battle? No. Yeah. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. Then I will start running. Okay. All right, so off you go um, to the sound of, you know, musket fire and screaming in the southern part of the village. And where did it go? That would bring us back to Rohan. How late are we going today? That's it. <laughs> That's where we'll pick it up hey, again. Just kidding, just Rohan. <laughs> next done. time on Rohan's turn. Oh, man. And then we'll continue this. I think I'm going to have to change uh, some feats, or at least one, because I took a mythic feat. Oh, okay. This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening.